So, uh, last episode on Landscape of Fear, we were introduced to the party members as they made their way through the last day of the week. Revious working a tough job with a tougher boss, Alaric working to cover his less than kosher work life, Kopesh dutifully slacking off with his mentor, and Tegan enjoying her day with her father in the market. Each person at the end of a long week, ready for some fellowship and unwinding, traversed the streets to gather at the B&B, uh, the safe house of Jake's, Tegan's. Revious, Alaric, and TJ ran into a drunken beggar who slowed their pace a little bit, um, but they put him in his place and Tegan paid him off, I guess. Uh, Kopesh, and, <laughs> Kopesh and, and Nipsey, Waywalket, uh, dirtied some tea and chatted while they waited for the party to show up. Uh, the gang briefly talked about a few rumors floating around the city that day. And uh, those rumors were that Coronite, the Oren town that the, that the town prospers from, is potentially causing a sickness. That people were going missing, but there wasn't really any leads on that yet. A phony gift horse skeleton, which was rumored <laughs> to be a horse that was just a skeleton, but you guys never found it. So who knows if that was true or not. Uh, and hagstones that litter the hillside. So the party decided to venture out west to the, the Stellan Plains, and they encountered some hagstones. Those were true. They were real. They were there. Um, there was a spooky investigation of peepholes, and these little holes dug into these large, strangely appearing smooth stones. Uh, and as you looked through them, it turned the day to night beyond, just by vision. Um you all look through and you thought you felt presences behind you um, but you weren't quite able to put your eyes on anything and you ran away <laughs> next we fly off to the feet of the cursed hills uh, on the way there down the mining path you guys ran into TJ's curt brother Norik uh, he was hauling some questionable landscaping gear and leaving just as quickly as he had stopped following that uh, you headed into the cursed hills toward Devil's Pass and this is somewhere that Tegan had told the party he, she, sorry, wanted to visit. Um, just For to, horse reasons. Yeah, just to find a, a skeletal <laughs> horse, of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> however, when you got there, uh, Tegan pulled out a map that nobody except for Kopesh had seen and spelunked into a mountain very eagerly, which they, they placed the map in an imprint. Uh, the map bloomed in, in sort of a living color. Ink showed up on it, guiding you to take your next steps into the Weirwood. The woods to the east of Kirhall, and uh, find a place dubbed the King Tree. Um, in a turn of events, the party was overrun by their own glassy shadows and infected by a strange corruption. They succumbed and faded to black and then when they awoke outside there was no sign of the cavern as they headed back toward town a little shaken uh i think kopesh and tegan decided to sort of play a race game and run as fast as they could through the hills away um and as they did they came upon a deer that sort of wrenched its body around in very peculiar manners and bashed its head on stones and trees and then drowned itself brutally uh, and you discovered upon inspection that its brain was infested with spines of the coronite and a singular haunting bead of amber glass matching all of the other glass figures that you've been seeing so 
Today we start our adventure back in Kier Hall. It's Saturday morning. It's a nice spring day. You're all probably trying to put out your, of your minds what you experienced the night before. A lot of you are doing individual things. You aren't together yet. Um, in Revius's workshop, we find ourselves uh, one of the most central and cramped homes in all of Kier Hall. The heart, in a way, not just because of location, but because of the life. All pass through the center of the city, looking for work, love, life, and every other necessity here. The workshop of Revius would not be known to the passerbys, though, because of its location, other than um, the incessant hammering and swearing heard from within. The door to the house is worn from life, its paint faded black, and that is from hands of tenants present and past. If you were to go down the stone stairs into the humid cellar, Revius would be found hard at work with glass and research. Revius, today you're joined, however, by a woman of medium build. She has crimson and platinum hair. She's situating her guard's breastplate and her sword at her hip, and she's trying to find a place to sit in your crowded, cramped room. What are you doing? For the 50th time, I've told you I'm doing tests. Tests on what? I'm not entirely sure. I think it might be glass. You're testing no. glass. Don't look at me like that. I know how it sounds, but I found it in a very peculiar place. I think it might have other attributes. Yes, you could put a beer in it and have some fun for once. That kind of glass? No, the kind that you find inside of animals, apparently. Huh? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Just don't mess with those tools. I need to use those in like five seconds. Stop moving things around. But it's so messy down here, Revious. Honestly, I heard the mayor's going to make an announcement later today. We could be out there enjoying sun and air and life. I am going to be on guard duty at the library. The library? Mm -hmm. You're in the upper districts. Yeah. It's, Lucky you. No, it's the worst. I, I get nothing done. I sit there. <laughs> I know. It's wonderful to see you just fidgeting like you need some action. Okay, why don't you go back to your glass, Miss... Mr. Action? <laughs> Very well. Uh, Maddie Altfire sort of leans against the, the workshop bench and lets you get to work. What are you doing with the glass bead, Revious? I am... I guess first step is seeing if it reacts with any kind of elements or force. So I'm using a torch on it, or I'm taking it and trying to use a... I don't know the word for this tool. The thing where you pinch something together really hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, make a tools check for me. And that's just a d20 plus your... 
for for the the tinkering, the artificering, let's add your intelligence modifier and proficiency to this. And of course, you can use your corruption, but that's up to you. Mm, I mean, I might want to. Maybe Revius is so curious he doesn't no, he's using it. There goes my dice. There goes the glass bead rolling under the, <laughs> the workbench. Maddie kicks it. Revius curses under his breath. <laughs> Wait, what was intelligence plus... I got a nat 20. Oh. So... So no corruption needed. 22... 26. Excellent. Revius, you run it through uh, the battery of tests. You test it to heat, you test it to cold, you test its tensile strength, you, you throw it on the ground to see what happens, um, you roll it between your fingers, you find that it, it isn't dangerous to handle, um, as far as like ingesting it or something, you're not sure, you wouldn't recommend it. Tegan could probably be challenged to eat it and see what happens if you wanted. Um uh, <laughs> As you peer into it, however, you catch it in the light coming through one of the cellar windows. And as the light sort of penetrates the glass bead, you note that there's a string of something sort of suspended in the middle of the glass. And you can you can sort of write it down, and it looks like some ancient arcane sigil. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll be visiting you in the library district, Maddie. Maybe indeed. Wouldn't recommend it. You'll miss the announcement. Ooh, big mayor. Ooh, who cares? <laughs> Nothing ever <laughs> happens here. It sucks. Sometimes that's a good thing, Maddie. All right. We zoom out of the cellar of Revius, uh, and we scan across the district over uh, the low-topped clay-tiled buildings, and we look into the Founder's Fountain. It's like the town square, and it's the center of Cure Hall proper in which proclamations are typically made, and the city celebrates the union of its people and river. The dusty square is constantly abuzz with folk, moving, eating, talking, and more. Directly in the center of the square is a massive fountain. Its white granite rim sparkles with a dazzling display of waterworks that pour out from a central spigot 20 feet high. The Founder's Fountain shows the discovery of Coronite, the waters dancing down upon a halfling and dwarf, tools cast to the basin, holding a chunk of the raw ore in the air and marveling at it. Alaric, you find yourself sitting on a bench, and next to you is an associate, Elias Ferngold, one of your best friends, a half-elf that looks a little tired, uh, he's dressed very similarly to you, however, probably in robes. He doesn't leave the academia quite as much as you. He's, it seems to be almost like a clandestine meetup. Uh, you've summoned him because you have questions about something, and he seems very antsy, but also very tired, and he's wondering what you could have possibly had to discuss. Hey, Elias. It's really good to see you. Something seems off about you. Uh, what's on your mind? Oh, not too much. Uh, Calcif has had us up running foolish errands that make little to no sense lately. What are you doing? 
Um... Honestly, I'm not sure if I can talk about it. Academia secrets, I guess? Kind of. Well, perhaps not secret. It's... He's compartmentalized, so... There's a bunch of us doing little things that don't make any sense, but I guess if you put all the pieces together, they would. I see. He's distributed duties, I guess. Yes, he's had me running dirt. Dirt? Dirt. Of all things. Yeah, I. this is not the job I signed up for. Sound magical or academic at all. It's like manual labor. Yeah, no, it's it's a complete waste of my talent. Well, I was wondering if you might have some information about the academia, something you may tell to a close friend, but maybe not other people. You see, I'm looking for some information, and I just haven't been able to find it through any other way. Okay. Uh, Well, we had a weird run-in last week uh, with kind of mirrored surface and these weird uh, brown shapeless forms and I'm wondering if you've come across anything like that in your research or at least know where one could look glass glass forms like humanoid people yes um, and mimicking my shape my form uh, I happened upon a strange place I don't think I'd be able to find again. And nevertheless, um, I've seen a few things that tell me this is something I should learn more about. Hmm. No. Um... Hmm. That's odd. The, the dirt that I've been carting. There have been little fragments of brown glass in them. Really? Yeah. But How big were the shards of glass? Tiny. I, I almost missed them, except for when I dumped it out, it caught the sun. Do you mind if I ask you one more question? With this dirt, where was it coming from, and where were you taking it to? It's just outside the academia. Uh, it's in the barrels. I just have to dump a barrel into the cart, and I wheel it down the road and dump it down either into the river or somewhere else. They they just want me dumping it away in different places each time. Okay. Well, that's weird. Elias, I, I wouldn't tell much of anyone this besides you. I don't know if that's safe, and I think you should start asking some questions about what you're doing. You see, we came across something that may have been poisoning the wildlife, at least. And I don't know how it got into this creature, but it was a violent death. Hmm. And it may have something to do with this glass. I don't want to say more right now, but I want you to stay safe. I'll try to avoid touching it, I guess, but you know, not all of us have blood relatives hoisting our positions in the academia. If I start asking questions, I get booted. Well, maybe the next time I run into Mother, I'll put in a good word, see if I can get you elevated. I don't know if that's something I could do, but anything above this menial labor for you. We'll see. Uh, being Calcif's assistant's pretty, pretty good, but I'll, I would take a lateral move. The man has me do the weirdest shit 
So about that information, do you think you have anywhere I could look? I would poke around the academia. I mean, that's that's, any, that's where the any, dirt's coming from, I think. Sure. Any section uh, of uh, of the literature, either publicly accessible or, or locked away? I mean, I haven't seen any notes of any anything out of the ordinary up in Calcif's office. Um, and you, you both are aware that that is on the top floor of the academia? He says, I... I don't think it's something he keeps in his public area. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. If you happen to see me at the academia, don't uh, act surprised. Be in and out before you know it. Very well. I'll probably be out back wrapping my hands to stop getting blisters again. Yes. Well, hey, stay away from that glass if at all possible, okay? I will try to. All right. As the camera zooms out, looking down upon the square with the trickling water and the sun in the sky, uh, a young man runs across the town square shouting at the top of his lungs, Centennial Coronite! Centennial Coronite Fair! Next week! Be there or be square. As he skips off, I can't resist a rhyme. And then we slide across the town yet again to back to the center. Uh, this is sort of the eastern edge of the town. And it's actually not too far from the B&B. There is a cramped, desolate, quiet row of buildings just the way the guild likes it. Bring your wares, sharpen your knives, collect your poisons, but keep your wits about you. A drunk in the front named Jacobim will take the code from you to let you in. To the Thieves' Guild, Cloak and Feather. A large crow can be seen atop the steep roof brackets that poke out from the overhangs. The windows are bright and look into a happy homestead replete with bustling families. However, Tegan, you know that within, through a secret hole in the wall, the families are just a front. What is the code that you take tell to Jacobin, the drunk out front? Silver a day. Makes the gold stay away. Get on in there, Tegan. Thank you, Jacobin. You walk in through the front door. The family is... It's just a front. Like, you know that there's just a family pretending to be a family. They have to show up like it's their job. You walk right through the living room. They don't even take note of you. You get back into the kitchen, and you... Literally, there's a hole in the wall, and you step through it into the next room over. In this room, there are two people that you both know. Abelina Thrine, uh, the leader of the Cloak and Feather... A cunning woman with dark eyes and a tight braid. She looks up at you and flips the piece of paper over on the table like, Hello, Tegan. And then next to her is Jürgen Faskin. How do you spell Jürgen? J-U-R-G-E-N, I hope. All right. Uh, Because that's how I've spelled it. 
Um, you know him to be a, like a poisoner, a reagent vendor, knowledge broker. He's old as dirt, but sort of in a grandfatherly way. Um, he looks very capable and fatherly. And he takes a lot of his cues directly from Abelina. And he just so, sort of silently glares at you, like you've interrupted them. But uh, as long as Abelina is happy with your presence, so was he. I, uh... I approach them very cautiously because it seems like they're doing something and I don't want to interrupt too, too much. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry for the interruption. I understand that whatever you're doing is very important. I don't want to take up most of your time because I'm aware that we have many different things to do. I'm on a quest to find something that would entice uh, what is... Miss Freehold's full name. Astrid. Person. Uh, I'm looking for something to entice Astrid Freehold to give me some information, and I brought something to wet your whistles. Mm. And she, um, she taps her pouch, and it jingles with gold. You see, Abelina's eye eyebrow sort of raise. Says, "Oh, Tegan, you're not interrupting a thing, darling." Come. I, I really appreciate that. I I just throw the pouch on the on the table. Okay. She moves it like a paperweight onto the paper that's been flipped over. And she leans against the table. She looks over at Jurgen and says, What do you think? Spill some secrets for the Bowright girl? Aye. She's earned her keep, Jurgen says back. Abelina looks at you, tilts her head to the side and says, Astrid has been looking for something and we might actually just have found it but of course if you're willing to pay with interest as you are we could find a way to work around it Bryce you had mentioned that you had a sort of a headband with a a gem in it last session Mm -hmm. what is that um it is my focus Oh, my true focus so i wear a staff uh or i use a staff but the the real focus is okay have you sold any items to astrid recently i'm not i'm sorry not to your mother to uh abelina um no okay what would be the one of the latest items that you might have sold her in the last few months um a rare metal uh bracelet okay uh, with some inscriptions on it that i'm not aware of what inscriptions actually say okay abelina says she's been looking for something to do with the forest and ironically enough her son has sold us something recently but if you would be willing to pay the right coin. I will simply let you deliver it to her. You know as well as I do that coin is no no issue for me. Indeed. A fabulous thing about you, Balright. You know, we're always involved in the right in the right things. Uh If you have any other if you have any other tasks for me later on, I'd be more than happy to help you out. 
since we're on the topic, you have me thinking. Astrid Freehold, that's academia business, is it not? Yes, but the uh, the reason that we're going to, to the academia isn't really for academia business per se. I can't can't really get into it. You understand? I do. I have rumor, of course, that there has been a very, very expensive trapdoor put in recently. Picked it up from some laborers. The words, that is. I very much want to know what it's safekeeping. I think I can arrange that for you. Wonderful. You know. And since I know coin isn't your preferred method, I won't even offer it back. Instead, I'll find something whimsical that you'll love. How about if if you may, if you would, hmm. give me some information about what Norb's up, been up to. A smile dances across her face. She apparently loves the drama between the two of you. It's probably <laughs> been like prof she's been profiting off of this feud between you and her brother just for years or however long now. <laughs> she just smiles and says, "Consider it done. Tell Jacobin on your way out. He'll get eyes on your brother." I I uh, hold out my hand to shake. She clasps it eagerly and quickly. Thank you so much, Abelina. I hope that all your uh, all your endeavors bring you as much gold as you'd as you'd wish. She glances at the coin purse. It always seems to. She raises her hands as she leaves, and she uh, she yells to Jurgen to have a good day as well, and she leaves. Okay. He gives a grunt, just like ah. That's all you get from him. <laughs> I like Jurgen. Okay, so we flit across town yet again, back to the Holy Hall of the Midday Sun. Uh, as I described it last session, there is a tall spire outside. The sun is, of course, cresting it. It's shining down on the entryway. This song is a little robust for the moment. Bear with me. I'll leave it. Um, we we look inside this time, however. We march our way through the halls, the gilded halls, uh, past the people that are stuck on door duty, suckers. Kopesh has a free day, and he's going to make the most of it. Um, Kopesh, you find yourself in Father Krios's actual home. Like, he's got, like, a domicile within the holy hall. And you sit idly at a sturdy table in an austere dining room. That table is laden with several plates, some dirty, some with cheese and meats. Tall wine glasses are filled with water. However, one on the table near Father Krios has wine in it, you're pretty sure. And it's early, but that's okay. Uh, Father Krios is leafing through some morning devotionals tome with a piece of toast clamped between his lips, and you are seated across from him eating some like cheeses and fruits that he's put out for you. Um... He glances up at you from his morning devotionals. Well, Kopesh? That really, isn't it, Father? 
I'm thinking this is going to interfere with the devotionals today, isn't it? Uh, you might want to, you might want to relax a little. I enjoy a good drink, but mm. I think it spices my devotionals up a bit, if you know what I mean. Oh, someone's going to catch wind of this one day. You're clever, but I don't know. You worry me, Father. They'll only catch wind if they get close enough to smell it. Well, that's true. I'm, I can't deny that. Anyway, I, I'm not. I'm not here to talk about our differences in morning drinks. There's something very important that I want to talk to you about, Father. This is unlike you. Well, let's just say I've had a recent situation that calls for uh, a little more urgency than normal. I know it doesn't sound like me, but this is this is pretty important. All right, Gopesh, what's on your mind? Have you ever heard of people turning to glass or a curse that would maybe change something like that? Why do you ask? That's very peculiar. Well, we, I, I went on an adventure with, you know, my good friends, and we stumbled on a cave that just so happened to have, like, these glass-like, shapeless mud creatures. And they turned us into glass, but didn't, because apparently we're still here. I don't know if it's a dream or magic or what the heck. He stops himself and says, what the heck? Uh, kind of magic was going on at that moment. So, but I've never heard of anything like this. And nothing I had in my arsenal could prepare me. Hmm. Well, this isn't one of those times where this, the story is a metaphor for something else. Father, I, I just learned what a metaphor was recently. So I'm fairly certain I can. <laughs> this, this is all real. This is all sober, too. Oh, I was going to say, you were hanging out with that bow right again, weren't you? Not this time, Father. All, all right. Um, let me think. There, there was something uh, a long time ago. It, it, you know the, the story of the five founding families, right? Of, of Kirhol? Now, now, because you drilled it in my head. Well, there was rumor before my time even that there was a sixth family. One that came, but before Coronite was discovered, they decided to uh, leave and resettle somewhere in the forest. Um, in the forest? Yeah, the, the northern side, but their their name even is stricken from record. I think... The original founders didn't want them to even be be remembered because of their their abandonment. Um, I'll be honest, Father. I don't think I've ever heard anything like this. You've never taught me anything about this. Well, I wouldn't mention it, but he swishes the the wine glass. But I'm feeling a little whimsical, I guess. It's it's considered rumor. It's not really true. Supposedly, there is a fable that I think my. My father used to tell me before I'd go to bed that if you were bad, you would go to the forest and turn to glass. Into the forest and turn to glass. Mm -hmm. You're bad. Apparently, this sixth family, the founders, they settled out in town and turned to glass. But 
no one has ever been found out there, and there's no record or... It's, it's all just hogwash. Okay. Hmm. Kopesh is eerily quiet, <laughs> which is unaccustomed to anybody who knows him. <laughs> Father Krios reaches across the table and, like, scoots the, the china. He's like, you haven't even touched your cheese. That's very unlike you, Kopesh. Oh, I, I do appreciate the cheese, Father, but I'm... This has been weird. Ever since I've had that vision or dream or experience, it, things just seem a little different. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe I, maybe I do need a little more food in me. Maybe that might help clear my mind. And he'll reach over for the cheese and start eating. I think that would be good. Whatever you do, just try and relax this weekend. You don't have door duty. Oh just grumbles thinking about door duty at all. <laughs> Alright. We pan back out again, and the morning has passed. You've all had a moment to do things uh, with the, the little bit of downtime you've had. You've slept the night. Um, Saturday is in full swing. The streets are teeming with people. Announcements are being shouted by by young men and women. Uh, the little criers, the town criers for a coin. Um, and we find ourselves all together. Where would the party like to meet? I don't think we discussed it, but uh, if you guys have a, a preference, back at the the B and B. I mean, he said that the mayor is going to make an announcement, right? Yeah, yeah. You you gather that the the town criers making the announcement have been doing it, but oh, you you're welcome to go there, and and see what else is up. What do you guys think? Where would we meet? I am trying to look at the map. Mm. Is it world world encyclopedia? Oh, maps. There it is. <clears throat> oh wait. No, there's a map of Kier Hall too, right? There is. How, how far would you say the center of the city is from uh, the B and B? Um, it's about equidistant from the. It's like dead center of the city. Um, so like uh, four or five blocks, like okay. twenty minutes with traffic. Yeah. Okay, that's about what I expected. Okay. The Merchant Square. I'm down for. I'm down for there being at the square if that's where we want to be. You know, get some sunlight. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, the party finds themselves at the square. Um, again, it is bustling. There are people everywhere. Uh, in the square, there's a lot of sounds and a lot of scents as well. You're not too far from the markets. Uh, Tegan, you in particular know that on the south side of this, uh, the, the Founders Fountain Square, there is Norik's shop, the armament. Yep. So you can, you can yep. hear like a smith hammer tinging in the distance. You can hear people crying news. You can hear crowds bustling and talking, the trickling of the fountain. The rushing of the river is right there on the, on the eastern side. Um, smells of lunch are wafting over uh, crowds. And um, at some point, you do repeatedly hear, every time someone flips like a copper to one of these town criers, uh, the kid pipes up and he just shouts the news across the street. Uh, and it's it's pretty much resounding similarly that it is this sort of centennial fair that will probably be on the fairgrounds on the other side of the river uh, next week, apparently. Yuming just 
around the riverbed. Just around <laughs> the riverbed. So are we all together now? Yeah, yeah. You've you've all found each other. I won't roll have you guys roll for navigation right now because Alaric, you're already here. Um and you're sort of coming all together in the middle of town. There you are, Alaric! Oh, it's it's good to see a friendly face after a strange day. How are you holding up? Um, the dreams are a little weird and a little funky, but it's good to be up. I feel like now that I'm moving in the sunlight, everything feels a lot better today. I would expect no less. Hey, have you learned anything about uh, these weird glass things? Were you even looking for that information? I... I heard some lore. Father Krios was a little, a little uh, tipsy, I guess, this morning. But there's some interesting things that he told me about some stories that he heard as a child. So once everybody gets here, I can't wait to tell everybody. Yeah, speaking of, where's the rest of them? Bunch of slackers. And I would know. I would know about slackers. <laughs> Tegan, uh, Tegan approaches the party wearing the the bracelet that she just got from from uh from the cloak and feather and she she like holds her wrist out and she's like hey alaric do you think your mom would like this oh uh, where did you get that i don't remember giving that to you are we talking about mama freehold i get excited we are talking about mama freehold but wait 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 I got this from Adelina. You're telling me that you that you sold this to her? Yes. Uh, I don't know what it does, just that it was pricey and she paid a pretty penny for it. Oh, I guess I paid a prettier penny. Dang, you she just worked to both well. of you. Good lord. <laughs> I think it really like makes my eyes pop, so. It does. No uh, well, were you just in the mood for some fancy secret jewelry, or what's the purpose of that? I'm trying to bribe your mom. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't Wait, know what that is, did, but uh, <laughs> it is in some language I don't know, and sounds like the kind of thing she'd be interested in. Have at it. Abelina told me that she's uh, looking into the forest for some reason, and that this this might have something to do with it. Really? Hold up a second. Hold up a second. Before we start diving into this, where's our resident nerd? Revius. You arrive Revious? late. <laughs> Revius is walking very slowly, dragging his feet, um, trying to dodge people, and just generally very, very sleepy looking. Like, he is not in it today. Revius. Shake a leg! What? Shake a leg. I don't want to do that. You really need to go get some sleep. What have you been doing? I've been trying to figure out what this fucking thing is, and he pulls the marble out of his pocket. Any luck? Well, I don't know. Do you know anything about runes, uh, Alaric? Can I make a history check? You may. Or Arcana. Your choice. <laughs> I will right. joke while you're, uh, while you're doing the check. I'll joke. Well, some of the other priests said that I ruin festivals. That's the only ruins I know about. Sorry. Well, I think you're the life of the festival. If it's any consolation, Kopesh. 
<clears throat> he, ju- he jumps a little bit around that. He's like, oh, thanks. Alaric, um, you rack your brain momentarily and you think, well, if it's an arcane sigil, you've definitely encountered your fair share. I mean, just last night I was learning some new things with some sigils. Uh, Tegan, you'll find that the B&B is even more protected now. But uh, let me see what you have there. I'll hand the marble over and take his arm and sort of like put it up to the sun to guide him to look through it that way. It is is it okay to touch? We saw what it did yes. to that deer. As far as I know. I mean, I'm not dead yet. Okay. All right, so I'll peer in. Okay. Um, can I can I discern anything? That's yes. probably the least reassuring thing I've ever heard, but <laughs> Yeah. I haven't <laughs> died yet. <laughs> He takes a half a step back. Okay. Um, Alaric, you you peer up and the sun pierces through the marble, sort of shining that amber hue outward. And you do, in fact, note that there is some sort of arcane sigil inside there. It's it's fascinating because this thing is, what did we say, like two inches in diameter? And inside it is... Yeah, it's pretty, it's it's like a nice, like you can hold it in your hand well, but to be inside of it and to have written basically a, a highly complex full arcane rune, like we're talking like teleportation circle, like paint the painted on the ground. Uh, it's just exquisite and it's microscopic in there. Can I read anything about it or is it just a, kind of too, too small? Make an arcana check. You think you can read it, but you might need to do some studying. Hmm. I got an 11. 11. You're not sure. You think for sure it's some sort of spell. Okay. I I don't know why I didn't notice this before, Revius, but um, great for picking this up. I can't tell what it is right now, but in principle, I could. Maybe I just need to spend a little more time with it. I mean, by all means. Just, uh... And- don't drop it too much. I think I might have fractured it a little bit. I'm not sure. It landed good on the ground Lord. a few times. Oh my god, how do you guys not hold on to things? Oh my gosh. It's someone who handles explosives just... <laughs> I would think that someone who handles explosives, like an artificer like you, would be a little more careful. But I'm glad After it's in one first... piece few times I've figured it'd be okay. Oh, you see, you know, Butterfinger's in action before. He knows the stuff, but you know he can't hold on to a fucking thing. <laughs> Revious shots are being I'll fired. pretend I don't hear that. I'll put it into, like, a little uh, section of my clothing that doesn't really look like a pocket, but actually is. Alaric is the walking smuggler. okay so you guys have had a chance to catch up and the crowds are are surging and fading just like the ocean um there the the mayor never shows up there doesn't seem to be any significant announcement um we're probably approaching midday on saturday what would you like to do next uh, I forgot I wanted to tell them uh, a few more things. So just kind of a continuation of the conversation, I guess. Uh, you know, I met up with one of my friends from the academia who says that information 
in the academia may not be in a public place, at least not in one of the offices of a higher up, but it doesn't mean the information isn't in the academia somewhere. In fact, anywhere in our fair city, it would be there. Uh, so actually, it, it's funny that you that you bring this up and Tegan like rubs her eyes a little bit. She goes, Alaric, Abelina said that there was a trap door, door that just got installed at the uh, at the academia. Do you know anything about that? Uh, because I know for for a fact that the the laborers have been building something underneath the the academia, but it wouldn't be on any floor plans. I haven't heard anything from any of my sources and it's been a little bit since I've been in the academia. So no, I haven't heard anything like that. Well, what do you think about going to the academia and uh, investigating? She winks. You know, I would love to. There's actually something else I need to check in on at the academia too. Elias told me that they're taking barrels of dirt and distributing them in water sources nearby, or at least in, in a water source. But here's the thing. There was glass that looked like brown glass in the dirt. Fine, small pieces. Wait, what the fuck? Wait, oh, wonderful. wait, wait. Uh, didn't... Revius, didn't you... You got a peek inside Norik's cart, didn't you? Yes. Was there any dirt in there? I mean, I'm sure there was, mostly. I just saw the um, tools on top, you know, landscaping, shovels, and hard equipment. We're all smart people here. We know that Norik's not going to just cart off dirt for no reason. Right. They have to be connected. I mean, if it was to spite you, maybe he would. No one's talking about me right now. <laughs> well, uh, Alaric, did your friend say where he was carting dirt off? Was it to the north, the west, anywhere near the foothills of the Cursed Hills? Given too much information, uh, it seems that he's just a, a, I don't know, running small trips uh, to and fro, but uh, nothing that he was told. Hmm. But maybe one of us could follow the dirt from beginning of its journey to, to where it ends and find some pattern of where it's going. Perhaps. Although I would like to focus a little bit on the thing that you said before, the very uh, surreptitious way you said investigate, Tegan. Okay, I might have embellished a little bit about investigating. There might be a little mm. bit of being involved. No. Tegan, I've got something that could help us. I think I know where the alarm system is that we could um, uh, potentially disable. You guys love prison, don't you? Wait, alarm system? There's an alarm system yes. in there too. Uh, there is, and, uh, if we want to get anywhere, we're gonna have to disable it. Well... I... I... 
I guess there's, is there no like legal way to do this? Because I know you three are fine with it, but you know, I'm trying not to get a. Uh, I just made up to door duty, and I don't want to lose this position. Yeah, because you love door duty it. so much. What? Like we want to be in jail instead? I I don't know about this. Where you guys go about life? Plan. Opesh, you could you could stand guard uh, in the same way that you do uh, much of the time. Just give us a little advanced warning, and you'll be no worse for wear. I uh, feel about, like this is a dig on me, and I don't think I really appreciate it, Alaric. But how about I'm we just say saying it would keep better. you out of trouble. <laughs> I don't need to be the one to be kept out of trouble. Uh, if I may, if we're going to do this, which I am completely against it, just so you know, maybe we don't do it out in the open. We could perhaps go to the library, see if there are any clues, make up an actual plan, then just waltz in and get caught. I'm with you, Rovius. We can After go my to the one library. year in jail, I'd like to we, stay safe too. We can go to the library, but I mean, I think that we have a pretty good plan. It's called just getting in and getting out. No, you don't, because I happen to know that <laughs> just about last year, there was a very particularly exclusive project that Tao worked on for a security automaton. Did you just speak English? I've never heard of half those words before. Security automaton. Do you know? Oh, not- uh, automaton. Oh, yeah, automatons. Yeah, it's really heavy, isn't it? Oh my Jesus Christ! A robot. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, why did you He's my neighbor. Why did you say that in the first place? I know what a robot is. Can't use any regular. Did you say this was at the library? No, it's. Well, I'm not supposed to know, but technically, I think it was for the Arcanum. Interesting. Well, that we really have beef. Something. So sorry. They are. There's a, a, a locked gate. There's new beefed up security and the existing alarm system as well. What is I going mean, on there? This is the Arcanum. They deal with everything Coronite. Like... Yes, but something's changed. This is all new. Maybe somebody broke in. Not yet. Oh, (laughs) gee. Speaking of Tegan, and I I quickly pull out my um, spell book and I'm kind of flipping pages. Look, look at this. I can turn you into a gas. A gas? Yes, you can slip past even the smallest cracks. Why why did you not just lead with that? Well, so the problem is that it's short-lived. Um... You have Can you make him a hour. fart? Can you make her a fart, please? Because I think that's kind of what she is. <laughs> as long as I'm concentrating, you've got one hour to get in and get out of anywhere locked. And if you do, you're just a gas. Otherwise, you may be stuck in there. Well, it's a good thing I'm small. I can always hide. I figured it might come in use, that's so I true. started researching. I love that I met you. You make my job so much easier. Goodbye. <laughs> so, oh god, the pr- new plan: prison roommate, turn into a gas, and uh, 
you know, we just don't have some of our gnome friends come and join us. Okay, yes, but what about the alarm system? How long can you even keep this up, Alaric? Like, will this spell last an hour? A minute? One hour, as long as uh, I don't get interrupted during this. Um, but who's to say they don't have uh, alarm systems against magic as well? I mean, Arcanum. It is in the title. That's a risk I'm willing to take. Alaric, you know that you could describe to Tegan how to at least disable... Kovash hops onto a bench. <laughs> Are we still Tegan. talking about this out in the open? <laughs> yes, you're in the town square. <laughs> but it's, it's crowded. Hey guys, let's like... break into the Arcanum. Yeah! <laughs> it is crowded. Um, as long as you're not being super explicit about the things you're saying, you're probably okay. Revius, is there anything to see in the uh, library, or is this just where you heard the information? No, I just figured we would go somewhere private and quiet where we weren't shouting about security systems and breaking into places. Plus, so I, I guess you're right. Books Th- wait, this is, this is Cure Hall. No one's paying attention to us. Who is we? I ask again. <laughs> you know you're in this too, Kopesh. <laughs> I mean... Hmm. He's like, as long as we don't get caught, guys, I swear. As long as you're good at guard duty. So I guess we're gonna get caught. <laughs> Revius does have a good point, though. Let's start at the library. Yeah, his hands... <laughs> his hand glows. Just... <laughs> I'm sick of your sh- I'm getting sick of your shit. I wonder if we shouldn't just start at the library, like Revius said. And perhaps that gives us some more time to actually plan and um, figure out a way in. Tegan, I know you wanted to see if you could sweet talk my mother. At the same time, perhaps while you're in there, you could disable the alarm system. But more of that for when we have a sit down in, in the library. Revia sort of snorts and says, are you sure you don't want Kopesh to do that? Kopesh has such such a good way with women. I mean, look at where his mom is. I mean, he certainly wanted to talk to her yesterday. Pushing buttons. All right. So, the party. He just pulls out, he pulls out something to eat and just starts chewing on it. Like, mm, I don't want to punch. I don't want to fight them again in public. I know how that turns out. Um, the party begins to walk towards the northern districts of Cure Hall. Uh, you pass. It, it, there's. It's a very noticeable distinction when you pass from the mercantile district into the north because the north is like first it's Bowright industries it's this huge complex and then you go past it and then there's noble homes that are sprawling estates and, and just large capped buildings and then of course there's farmland well beyond that and things become very quiet uh and clean and off in the distance there is the library you can approach it if you want um it seems to be that you guys want to sit down and work something out in the library. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. As you head to the north, past all these buildings, and the crowds start to thin, um, you realize that you have to talk more quietly as you're discussing these things going on. Um, let's see. I'm just going to let you guys know. No, I'm, me being near a library is going to be raising some red flags. 
I mean, I mostly just wanted to look in books and see if we could find anything about, like, magical alarm systems or, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever been to this library, honestly. (laughs) Nestled by gardens and on the northern outskirts of town, this plain building houses some of the most profound information collected by the academia. A steady trickle of scholarly-looking folk come and go from its schoolhouse-style entry. The creak of the single wooden door lets those waiting in line know that they can move up in queue. The interior is a singular large room with a circular desk in the middle. The cantankerous librarian is as watchful as a hawk as he scoots around on his wheeled chair to watch behind his half-moon spectacles. If you want access to his annals, you must keep yourself on this gnome's good side. However, you you all know you like you've got to wait in line. Um, the library is a busy place. The academia is constantly demanding their students walk to the north end of town, wait in line, do their due diligence, double check their sources. So even once you're in there, you're going to have the librarians sort of over your shoulder checking on you, making sure that you're doing things properly, and they they push you to get done with your work so the next people come in. They only allow so many people in. So you all get in line, and after waiting... Oh, God, I can't... This is not my place, guys. This is basically forced... Especially not TJ's place, so we're going to stand out. Excuse me? I am a noble. (laughs) This is where I'm supposed to be. (laughs) What are you? (sighs) Noble is just... You know what? You know what? Yes. All right, you know what? A small truth for now is where we can get through this about killing each other. Are we in the library? You wait for a half an hour before you're finally allowed oh through the squeak of the door. It's, it's always busy. The academia is just constantly pushing their students there during the day. Um, Terry Tifflecrank. Yep, Terry Tifflecrank is the wizened old gnomish man who's he literally just wheels everywhere like he's just scooting himself constantly you just hear the clack 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 of the wheels obnoxiously across the room and uh he holds the door open for you and then wheels himself back and he says come on now in with you get to studying do you need any help it's actually really funny that you say nah. that. yes uh, we do need some help stop kopesh <laughs> We do need some help. Um, by any chance, do you have any books on arcane sigils? Yes. Can you point them in my direction? Is there any um, special books that are typically not for normal everyday people and she like I look, I look sideways at her like what the fuck she are you looks asking? she she looks uh like she she kind of like flips two coin to the to the librarian never in terry tifflecrank's day has he been bribed bought or postured to by a noble yes there are books on the tomes i will show you Good day. And he flicks the coins back at you, but he scoots his way across and he points very tersely at the wall. Thank you, Mr. Tifflecrank. Waffle, what are you doing? He, he's just watching you, his beady eyes behind the, the half moon. 
glasses. It's like an anime when like you've angered a, an old protagonist. There's like the twing. He's watching you. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Before I, I leave, or as the party goes on for the arcane things, I look at him and say, Mr. Tiffeltank, are there any new books on um, tinkering or artificering? Oh, Revious. Oh, so why didn't you just do the talking? Because oh. <laughs> I like to see her get in trouble. Yes, you watch her for me, will you? I promise I will. She looks like the type that would write in those books. <laughs> I will take care of your books, I promise, Mr. Tiffeltank. Yes, well, all right. Um, tinkering, well, just the normal books that you've read. No, no new ones. Everyone, worth a try. Oh, of course, of course. Yes. All right. Well, knowing you're here makes me much more comfortable. One more question: What about history, like books around the area when the original five settled? Hmm. Oh, with the centennial coming up, I suppose you would be quite interested in these things. Well, yes, Indeed. yes. Family histories. Uh, oh, opposite side. Not, not with that. Uh, magical mumbo jumble. Hmm. Very well. Thank you very much. Yes. I'll be quick. Very well. Uh, you see him lean down. He starts to oil his wheels. Can I do an investigation? He's doing it in public? Ew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in front uh, of his annals. Can I do an investigation check to uh, try to find the correct book Absolutely. that has the correct sigil in it? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say you and Alaric probably have to put your heads together. Alaric maybe like draws out the sigil and then you... So both of you make an investigation check for me. We'll treat it like a, a joint advantage. You each get a, a roll at this. Um, and Ashley, if Revius could do the same, an investigation check for the history book. Okie doke. It's only 11 for me. I got a 14. Okay. Ooh. So the two of you, it takes more time than you'd care to admit. Um... But you do find it. You, it's it's kind of like there's a pressure because you know that uh, Tifflecrank is going to try and push you out as soon as he can. So you know that you're, you're racing against the clock. You don't want to go back in the line and wait again. Uh, but finally, you do pull out one of these dusty old tomes and you're sliding through the pages and Alaric slaps his hand down on the sheet as you pass the page, uh, Tegan. And you look at Alaric and you go back a page and there it is, surely enough. The Arcanum... The rune you were looking for. What did you roll, Ashley? You're not going to believe me, but I rolled another nat 20, so it's a 26. Okay. <laughs> True to the library as you are, Revius, you stroll across. You look back at Terry. Terry looks at you. You reach out without looking, and you grab the book you need and pull it off and start flipping through it. You open right to the page you want. Uh, a story about founders settling you see a, a mark at the bottom someone has written something freehand and it references the appendix of the book like so you, you, you flip the pages to the back of the book and you, you're scanning down and again there's five families the founding names all in a row and there's a sixth but it's blotted out <clears throat> with with pen looks to be the same pen that marked the page. It's like someone was systematically going through all of these records and hmm. redacting the information you need. 
Shit. Okay. There's no way to read, like, through the, the mark ink or anything. Nope. Like, hold it up to the light or... <laughs> Damn it. Nope. Not at the moment. Okay. Okay. I put it back and I'll stroll over to the party. Okay. Tegan. Wait, don't put the book back. What? Okay. I don't yeah, put I'm, the book back, but I stroll over to the party. <laughs> I'm flipping, I'm, fl- I'm flipping, I'm flipping an ink bottle. <laughs> like, can I do a... Seriously? Just like, make a sleight of hand check for me, Kopesh. Oh, shit. Sorry, Tegan. Just one second. No, you're good. I wanted to do a sleight of hand check to, to rip the page out of the book. Okay, make one as well. put it in my pocket. Yeah. You, you stop, you look up from the source of information you're looking for, and you slide over. I rolled a 12. Okay. You fumble. In your, in between your fingers, the, the bottle of ink bounces off your fingertips. You tried to do, like, an around-the-back thing. You were, like, showing off for a group, like, a gaggle of, of young women in the corner, and it slips out of your hand, and you're watching it tumble toward the ground, and Terry is watching it tumble toward the ground. And Revious is now watching it tumble toward the ground. <laughs> Just like slow motion, and then it ting, ting, ting. But it stays whole. It doesn't crack. I got a nat 20, believe nat it or 20. not. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a tablecloth trick. Deegan, not even Revious notices. You're just like... <laughs> you fold it and tuck it in your pocket, and no one notices. You're welcome, guys. I just got information. <laughs> Okay. I can't run that 20s. I only get 10s. This shit sucks. Oh, that's okay. Your failure makes us go on. You were the distraction. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Terry is watching you, Kopesh, like gnawing on his lower lip, like, I need to get him out of here. I cheapestly put the, the bottle of ink up. <laughs> Tegan, is it the page on Arcane Sigils that you ripped out? No, it's the page on the family. Okay, so can I look at the Arcane Sigils page? You can. Alaric, after a a brief, like you read the page twice to double check the information, and you realize that the sigil inside this thing is an arcane eye. Hmm. I've known a little bit about sigils like this. This one seems to be some kind of uh, tracking feature. Tracking? Tracking what? Yeah, um, I'm going to kind of scan the page here and see if I can reiterate some of the information that I just learned. Can I read what this spell does? Sure, yeah. (laughs) I was thinking, like, should I do something? Nah, I'll let it go. Yeah, you can read it out loud. Oh, here we go. Okay. Um, Well, someone can cast a a kind of divining spell with uh, these runes that you see here and receive visual information uh, of what is coming through this marble. This eye, so to speak, can look in any direction. Wait, so does it need to be inside the person or like 
How does that work? No, uh, it, it can be cast on on anything, and it can be moved too. Um, but what it means is that it's very possible someone somewhere can see, well, can see what's in my pocket right now, I guess, but essentially knows where what's, we've been. What's in your pocket? The marble. And? In other words, someone, someone could have been following us, following the marble so far. I mean, did you feel anything like creep up on you overnight? Was there anything like, were you feeling uneasy when you went to sleep? Was there something following you? Think? Well, no. no well, Revius. Revius. Yeah, Revius just had the marble until a few moments ago. I mean, That's I was right. just doing tests. I don't. I didn't sleep purely because I didn't really want nightmares. But shit. Gabe, can I can I, I check to see if the marble, if the arcane eye spell, also transmits hearing information? Yeah, sure. Uh, just investigation. 14. Okay. I'm just going to say visual information. That's all it says. Hmm. So, no. You you think you're secure from all sound. Um, okay. And if you... can't, Do you have, like, a detect magic ritual? No. Not yet. Okay. Um, Revious, you, you would know that you could pester Terry to cast a spell if you wanted to. Might take some persuasion. I mean, we could always ask the library keeper, but he might be a little peeved with us since um, Kopesh's party tricks. Yeah, Kopesh. He loves me, though. (laughs) I would take it easy there. Sure. Oh, he absolutely loves you. Why don't you go do another performance out there or something, too? You can join me, and I throw you the eight Okay. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw, Tegan. What? Yeah, he threw the ink bottle at you. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, I got that one. Okay. It tings off your finger, and you see it spinning through the air, and it just it shatters right <laughs> on the desk of Terry. It's just oh, like... God. And Terry looks up at you, and you can see the little gnome. Like you, you—he's quivering, but he's quivering so quickly and in such a minuscule way, you can't see him quivering. But you hear the wheels of the chair. I'm just... leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> he immediately um... stands up and starts prestidigitating over and over again, even though it's the mess is clean. But he's still going. He's still going. <laughs> Did it happen to land on any books or anything on his desk? No, no, just just across. He keeps so, like a meticulous so, table. I'm going to use minor illusion to make a little blot on the table. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's so And every time you every time you press the digitate, I bring it back and I remove it and I bring it. Are you doing this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Having okay. fun. He prestidigitates maybe three times before he finally hears you uttering like the components of the spell. And he looks up at you, and you see, you can hear the wheels again on the chair. <laughs> get out! Oh, I get up and run. I get up and run. Okay. We are left with Revius and Alaric. Um, it takes like five minutes for Terry to calm down and start taking slow breaths again. I don't. 
I don't know if it's worth it, Alaric, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, I'm, there are other people we may get to cast Detect Magic uh, as well, so I think mm -hmm. we've come with what we've got. We've got some information on what this thing is, and it's best we keep it in a dark, secluded place for now so that it can't see anything more than uh, than what it sees right now. But what I'm wondering is how many more of these glass marbles are, are somewhere else? I mean, we saw this one in a random deer in the forest. Not sure, although I do have some questions for you. Ravius pulls out, like, a very small notebook and a pen that, like, flips out from his shirt. You're about to it's get interrogated. just attached to him. <laughs> um, the, the arcane spell, is the marble the reticle in which you see through, or is it sort of like an area of effect that you can just see? Uh, good question. Can I... Make an insight check? No, uh, sure. investigation? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say feel free to answer as you can. Um, okay. You've you've read the, the entry. You have a, a fair assessment. Well, while I think the eye can be moved, in this case, I think it's locked to the marble itself. It's almost like a looking glass just straight from the marble. That doesn't make sense, though. You'd be seeing the inside of a deer's head as useless. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Brains. Hmm. Well, now it's seeing the inside of my pocket, but uh, it, it did capture some of our journey into the city and your laboratory as well, whatever that's worth. I mean, there's not much to look at down there. It's just a basement with tools why would the arcane eye be inside a glass marble inside a deer I mean my running theory with all of the other weird shit that's happened today or yesterday this weekend maybe it grew Um, I mean, that's that's ridiculous, but uh, I, I don't have much to go off. We'll have to ask more questions. I, I mean, to be honest with you, I've never seen sigils written this small uh, before, so something is special about this. We should probably meet up with the others. Yep. Maybe they have some theories. Close the book and put it back. Upon you leaving, uh, the library becomes a quiet, peaceful place once again. The squeak of the door notes uh, your passing and the entry of newer, more quiet visitors. The group, however, reunited um, outside in the gardens, basically. Like, this area of town is beautiful. There's, like, it's late spring. There's butterflies and, and honeybees and just rows of flowers. You can see some of the fields to the north, like cornfields and such. Um... You're away from just the hustle and bustle, and it's very peaceful. What would you all like to do? I pull out the page, and I go, I can do magic too, guys. Oh, dear lord, we're going to get in so much trouble. You've linked me to... I was... Prison time, oh. probably. <laughs> no. 
I think what you're saying is, thank you, Tegan, for getting us information that we needed. Just like, thank you, Tegan. Thank you, Tegan, for that map that led us to the cave, too, right? It's been redacted. It's useless. What are we going to do with the blotched out piece of paper? We have a actually. Tinkerer. We have uh, a tinkerer we... who can figure something out if they don't want to bitch about everything. What is or the map? What does have, it actually say? Or we have stop Kobesh. <laughs> or we have. Or we have a wizard who can do wizardy things. You are and... the worst thief ever. You are the worst fucking thief ever. <laughs> I don't care. I will be doing some research so that I don't go to jail. I'll be right back. <laughs> You guys oh. talk amongst yourself. Wait, wait, where are we going to How am I the worst thief ever? You're in this town because of me. Oh, uh-oh. Travis is already walking off. <laughs> wait, what are you going to find? God. Uh, Revis, where are you going? I'm looking for uh, Maddie. Okay. She said she'd be near yeah. the library district. Yeah, make a survival check for me. I don't think I'm very good at that. That's okay. Seventeen. Okay. It turns out you find Maddie pretty quickly, actually. Just kind of over the field past the, the gardens. If you're looking at the library, the library is off just above the river, and you head to the north, and there's like a series of estates, like the mayor's estate is just over to the west a little bit. Um, you walk into one of the blocks, and you see her just walking the cobblestone street. I wave her down, and I walk over. She gives you a curt wave, and she, you know, she motions for you to join her, but she has to keep her her pace and walking. And <laughs> she's looking around, but she's pretty relaxed here. Revius, I see you decided to get some sun. Against my better judgment, yes. So you came um, to the most boring part of town. There's nothing happening anywhere else. I promise you, it's just a bunch of criers running around talking about the fair. Yes, aren't you excited? Hmm. I don't. The yeah. food always makes my stomach upset. Oh, goodness. Well, what brings you here? I have a favor <laughs> to ask. Um, and it's one that you can't tell anybody. And this is against my better judgment, but do you know anything about the security at the Arcanum. She stops in her tracks and turns and looks at you, puts a hand on your shoulder and says, are you doing something exciting? Again, against my better judgment. She puts the other hand on your other shoulder and she looks you in the eyes and she says, I'm so proud of you. No, you wouldn't be proud of me for this one. What do you um, need to know? Just, just other, other sentries. Do you know anything about the inside? Um, I don't usually go there. Mm, no sentries inside. Um, good. We stopped having to go. They, they installed some new thing. Um, yeah. I know they lock up, uh, at night. I know people sleep upstairs because there's dorms. Um, it's pretty quiet there at night anytime I'm there. Hmm. Guards pass anything, once an hour, maybe. Anything weird about the inside? 
yeah, it's spooky in there. Um, but I think that's just because it's a spooky place. There's like skeletons and alchemy and gears that are running. So there's lots of weird noises. Uh, but no, it's pretty normal. Well, okay. Thank you. Um, do you need anything? Snack? Water? How long are you here for? Another five hours. Oh. Well, I'll this really okay. is boring. Yeah, it is. But it beats your musky old cellar. Well, it beats staying at the courtyard where you train and there's a bunch of sweaty, gross people kicking up dirt. If you say so. I think that's pretty fun. Hmm. Tit for tat. Alright. Well. Anyways. Get back to causing to trouble. Hopefully just staying out of it. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Bye, I Maddie. make my way back towards the party. Okay. Bye, Maddie. Very good. Revius returns to the disgruntled party. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. <laughs> I started. Oh, I started. The Kopesh just started snacking in the meantime. Instead of arguing, he just pulled out his food and started eating. Okay. I'm he telling he, he took Tegan. Some cheese and meat. I'm telling Tegan, unfortunately, I don't have anything that can remove ink from a piece of paper. I look up for my cheese. What's <laughs> the paper even say anyway? I forgot to ask. Can I do a history check? I mean, like, I'm one of the founding family so mm -hmm. like yeah sure what's on the paper <laughs> i got a three okay i mean you've only ever heard of the five founding families uh and your father's never mentioned another family um your grandfather who has passed away maybe had known something um you think if you want to find someone that has like actual information on this you'd have to talk to someone over 112 years old in town hmm there's only one person you know that's over 112. Calcif. He is the president of the academia. Okay. Um, what you reading? The, the, the page that has six founding families. Oh yeah, that reminds me of what Father Krios is telling me. Hey, Kopesh. When you get information, do you think that you should share it? Perhaps? I don't know. I, I got mocked about my ink juggling abilities, and I've been, I didn't have a chance. I didn't know what was on this paper. Yeah, you. you know. Well. Oh no, did I metagame that? <laughs> I don't care. I thought it was said aloud. <laughs> I, think it's, I think we're in a position to say, like, the things you guys are discussing. Uh, okay. I'm assuming you're all, all being right. very open. Yes. Yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think that we now need to go to the Arcanum because <laughs> there's no way for us to really get any more information. Obviously, I'm not welcome in the library anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Kopesh. Well, throwing ink will do that. I didn't throw it. No, but you failed to catch it. I, I, and I also you ripped it. a page out of a book, which I was holding, so thank you for that. Well, I'm not going to be caught for that. 
I've never been kicked out of any other place for throwing ink. What makes the library well, so special? As I said, if we're going into the academia, we need a plan. Hmm. I know oh. where the alarm system is, and, and that's about all I've got besides what we've learned so far. Well, well. <laughs> I mean, I want to, so sorry, I want to talk to Mama Freehold. So okay. you can tell me where Marty. the alarm system is and I can multitask. I'm pretty good at that. Okay. All right. All right, ma'am. Let's be honest. Let's figure out what your two intentions are. Anyway, if we really are going to. <laughs> if we are... gave me some information, I might be looking to help her a little bit. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, well, we. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. We may need more succinct roles. I have a feeling that Miss Freehold is not kind to people snooping around places that we aren't, so maybe we have one for distraction, one for alarm, one for snooping, and who else knows what? I mean, I do know the patrols. As, a, as somebody who guards doors, I know how they guard doors too at the Arcanum, so if you want me to figure out how we can slip past them, just let me know. Do we want to do this during opening hours or at night? I mean, there's going to be guards at any time. Supposedly that... pretty empty at night. Um, I think the... it might be wise for us to go back at night, but hmm. to disable the alarms in the morning. Not the worst idea. Disable Thank you. The... Well... Disable the alarms while you're in there. So long as nobody has bells going off somewhere, we can sneak back in during the night. Mm -hmm. Did you learn any more about those uh, new sentries or anything? We know there's a brand new trap door. Anything else? Well, I know that most of the upstairs is going to be um, dorms. Okay. Uh, I guess we're just going to have to do a little searching ourselves. Find some more information on this. If the automaton was anything like the previous god shift, then they come about every hour. Although it might be more active in the halls. Okay. All I've got, unfortunately. Well, Tegan, I think it's your turn to lead. I'll, I'll tell you all the information along the way. Let's do it. Okay. So, the party comes together, and you travel back down to the Academia and Primus. Primum. I keep wanting to say that. Uh, standing before the building, I described it last session. It's a peculiar square building. It's, it's very large. It takes up maybe a quarter of the block that it's, it's housed on. Um, every floor is just a perfect square, and it's like pancaked on top of each other, and every every row has a balcony that runs around the entire outside. And it does that four times until you get up to the ceiling, on which it's a flat roof with a slight pitch and a, a large needle, like a steel rod. Um, and people have said that they use it to capture lightning. 
for what purpose, you're not sure. You know that the first floor, especially you, Alaric, who spent a lot of time here as, as a younger man, um, first floor is classrooms, testing rooms, uh, your mother's office, and like the kitchen, the alchemy areas. The next floor up is dormitories, the floor above that is offices, and then the floor above that is where Calcif lives. That's his home, the top floor. Now, as far as you were aware, there was never a basement, but you haven't been there for a while. So standing in front of this large sort of dominating building, it's painted all black. Uh, It towers over all the residential buildings around it. And of course there is some grassy area behind. It has like a small yard to it. And the, the streets are bustling. There's no scent of food here. People are very focused and studious. It's a lot of students coming and going. Um, it's open to the public. You're all welcome to simply walk in if you want. Yeah. I would love to just walk right in. Okay. Is mm-hmm. everyone joining Tegan? I look over at the other two. <laughs> since they seem to be a little more acquainted with things here. Uh... Guys, what's the plan? Tegan's inside. <laughs> Okay. And there I'm, she goes. I'm gonna look. I'm just gonna go inside and, and see if there's anything new that I haven't noticed before. Here, I'll in, stick close to common, you. Common areas. Okay. I'll stick real close to you, Alaric. <laughs> I mean, what about the alarm? Are we doing that now? I'm assuming that on the way here, I told Tegan about the alarm and how to disable it. Absolutely. Tegan, you know that there is if you're facing the inside of the exterior door on like the vestibule, the entry. There's like a, you have to move your finger in a certain sigil like movement over the panes of glass. But the doors aren't closed. They're wide open. Can I can I kind of like look like I'm just inspecting the uh, the glass Sure. and do a survival check can I use my corruption survival I mean I'll allow it just because I want you to use your corruption so sure make a survival check use your corruption I mean to be fair I am using survival to be able to uh, survive <laughs> <laughs> I'm already letting you stretch the rules you don't need to explain it away <laughs> let me worry about that 23. 23, yeah. So that's with a plus 10. You march into the vestibule. You leave your friends behind. They're like, they're hushed, talking to each other. Uh, They draw the eyes of a couple people. You stand in the vestibule. It's this large square chamber. There's a lot of windows looking in, lights pouring through the windows. Students are coming and going past you. Um, And standing right in the middle of this is a large golem that you've never seen before. Uh, it's just like ironclad stone standing very still but the head is just a cylinder of glass and suspended in the center is this piece of coronite that's just like floating tethered by almost like lightning tethers that keep flashing you imagine this to be the sentry and you look up at it and you like spin and a student that was walking past you it's it's almost like their shadow extends and it's for the briefest snippet of time, there's like this glass person behind you. It's like their shadow got stretched. And if you were to look out of the corner of your eye, it would just look like another passing student. 
but it stands just beside you and blocks the vision of anyone looking over as you discreetly throw your fingers over. And when you look back, you notice something in the, the periphery of your vision, blocking all vision of other people. And as soon as you look directly at it, it's gone. Well, that's nifty. Sure seems it. You were successful. I, <laughs> I, I, now I have direct vision of the of the party, right? Yes. I look over to them and give them a thumbs up. Okay. And then I go over to Mama Freehold's office. Okay. So you walk in. There's a long, wide hallway. There's a door on your right and your left, and there's another set of double like doors that mirror each other farther down this hallway. And eventually the hallway will open up and there's a staircase, like a spiral staircase, a stone one at the far end, but that's like a hundred feet away. You know the first door on your right houses some sort of coronite gear refinery thing, and on your left there's like some test room. You just keep walking past them, pushing your way through the crowds of people, and then the second door on your right, you knock and you hear a, a very terse enter. I, I slowly walk in and I say to say to Mama Freehold, I am so sorry for interrupting you, Miss Freehold. Um, I I I have some gift for you. Uh, to to make up for this interruption, I'm just hoping that you can give me some information. And I like raise my hand to show the bracelet. She looks at you. Dark. There's like dark bags under her eyes, like she's been up late studying things. She pulls her her jacket a little bit tighter. She clasps her hands in front of her waist. You've brought me a gift. Yes, ma'am. And I uh, approach her and I uh, like take the bracelet off my own wrist and hand it to her. She looks at you. She looks at you taking jewelry off of yourself. <laughs> you place it on the table. She doesn't put a she doesn't like hold a hand out. And at first you can see she's like, "Are you a student? Uh, is there a reason that you are are gifting me with things? What is, what is what's the what's the angle?" You don't know who I am. That's kind of surprising considering that I'm it, it, it's not important. Um, the angle is I've run into some troubling things out in the wilderness, and it's tied to Arcanum, and you're the person that I need to go to for arcane knowledge. Hmm. Very well. This is all very inappropriate. She says it first, but then she glances down at the bracelet and her eyes catch the ancient text on it and you see her like bite her lip a little bit um make i actually give me your insight modifier uh my insight modifier is a zero okay you are making an insight check hmm. when you mention words to her about the academia being a problem all you notice is her desire to investigate the bracelet that you've placed on the table. It's very inappropriate indeed, but 
Make a persuasion check. And this is to get oh, her to be forthright. Fantastic. fantastic. All right. Uh, <laughs> 18. Okay. She reaches out and she picks up the bracelet begrudgingly. She turns it over in her hands. This is a very unique piece. Where did you come by it? That's that's not important. Um, Only criminals say that, sweetheart. Where did you come by it? <laughs> I found I found it at. I, I'm gonna have to do a deception check, okay. but um, I found it at the market, and I knew that there were some ancient text on it that I had no idea about. So I figured I'd come give it to you. All right. Contested. All right. Ooh. Nat 20. Damn. Okay. She looks at you like her eyes narrow and she she just says, damn, you're good. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't believe you and she doesn't care. (laughs) <laughs> all right keep your secrets she takes it she doesn't put it on she puts it in her in a pouch on her table she says all right what do you want to know okay i happened upon a cave that gave a that had some glass beings in it Now, things have been a little bit strange since then. I know that we can't get to the cave again. Mm-hmm. It disappeared after we after we exited it. Um, do you have any information about glass beings, uh, fey things? Hmm. I have no information of glass beings. This is alarming for some reasons I'm afraid I don't know anything about creatures made of glass I will say that there have been some reports of some creatures in the area having glass inside of them when they were taken apart by a butcher and whatnot. What are you guys doing outside while Tegan is... I, I, I'm i faking that I'm giving um, uh, Kopesh a tour of Excellent. the first floor. Give me a performance check. Sorry, Jake. I'll be right back to you. No, I'm sorry. That's okay. Eight. Eight. You are not giving the most convincing tour. You're like, and this <laughs> is where I failed my test. <laughs> <laughs> you walk to the next room. You're like, and this is where I made Kopesh my is clapping first the whole brownie. time. He's like, "Wow, it must have been delicious." I'm not very good at it either. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing upon your bad energy. You see students just like stopping, looking at you, and then shaking their heads and going back to whatever they're doing because they're too busy. You see, in the in the corner of the test room, you open the door, and you're like, "This is where I failed my first test." You see a student just like crying, like. <laughs> You're like, never mind. You shut the door. Can I throw? Can I throw one of my cheeses at him before <laughs> close the door? Just toss it. Yeah. yeah, make an attack roll. Oh my god! 
<laughs> you would have slapped this kid in the face. Maybe. He just failed his test. Um. What did you get, Greg? You're you're not pushing to talk. I hope we got a high AC. Uh, high AC. I rolled a thirteen. A thirteen? <laughs> you you like throw the piece of cheese in before the door shuts and it, like pegs him right in the throat. <laughs> but then he looks down at the cheese and he sticks it in his mouth and keeps crying. Thank you. All right. I'm a good person. You are. You get to the back, the cafeteria. You make one discovery. Everything looks exactly the same, Bryce, except for one thing. You note that the the rear doors have been getting a lot of traffic. Like there's a lot of dirt tracked in through there, and that there is a new rug, like an awkwardly big rug in the corner by the fireplace. Jake, let's, yes. let's get back to Tegan's conversation. She does not appear to know anything about glass beings. Okay. Uh, now, this is going to be a stretch, but you don't happen to know anything about the king's tree, do you? You're making another insight check on this one. Don't worry, plus zero, right? Yeah, plus zero. You see a brief flash across her face. Just a little bit of discomfort by the thought. And I know a thing or two about the king tree. So it's real. It is. It's where I found my first son. Where, where you found Alaric? You know Alaric. He and I have crossed many paths. Hmm. Her disposition becomes a little frosty. She looks down at the, the bracelet. She crosses her arms in front of her now. Well. Where is this? What's the link? These glass people, the king tree. I wish that I could actually tell you. Um, I don't really have much information how they're linked I did happen upon she sighs a little bit and against her better judgment holds out her map ooh okay she is fascinated with this thing and she holds a hand out to take it if you'll allow her she, I'm going to need this back of course she hands it, hands the map over to her. Okay. She smooths it out on the desk, and she begins. She's not looking at the actual map itself. She's looking at like the fiber. She's looking at the paper. She's inspecting like the substance that the ink is. She's not even noticing like the stuff on the top, as you have probably looked at it. Um, and she just says, "This is fascinating. It's magical. I'm more than happy to give it back to you after I'm done with it. This is vellum. Vellum? What, this what is... What this is, is vellum? This is from a wizard's book. Huh. I... I happened upon this as well. 
I wouldn't have known that it that it was from a wizard's book. Do you happen to have the book that it that it came from? Oh no, I just recognized the the type of paper. It feels almost like cloth in your fingers. Hmm. But if oh. you find the book that it came from, you'll find the author, maybe. I uh wait for her to be done inspecting it and I uh, take it back and put it in my pocket. Uh, Ma'am, now... I know that you might not have this information, and I'd hope that I might be able to talk to Kalsif if if, if you don't have this information, but um, would I possibly be able to ask you about one more piece of information about the town? One now, more question, I'm, and then I have question. I have tests to grade. Of course, of course. I appreciate your your time with me. Come on. Uh, the founding families. Yes. I've always been under the impression that there's only been five. Uh, I I'm one of the founding families. I'm I'm about right. Um, but I've just heard that there's a sixth. Fable. Folk tale. Alright. Well, thank you so much, ma'am. I I truly appreciate the time that you that you took with me today. I know that you're a very important woman, and I actually look up to you. Is there any need for deception here? Or no? No, she's a strong woman. Okay. She gives you a terse nod, but doesn't smile. She's she's all business right now. Um, but I'm going to roll you one last insight check. Hmm. As you leave, Tegan, you note she hurriedly gathers things, like her papers on the desk. She is not going to grade papers. You've inspired something. Oh, great. Stopping education is an amazing ability. <laughs> Literally the worst. I'm amazing. Uh, all right. Well, I go back and try to find the party now. Yeah, they are. You make a right and you head into the common area and um, you look over past the kitchen. You see that people are preparing lunch uh, and you notice you note that Alaric is like he's trying to not be suspicious but he's like bouncing his way across the rug to see if there's anything underneath it be like and this is where I do my morning calisthenics <laughs> uh, but this actually breaks uh, immersion because he's like no this, no you don't you don't stretch <laughs> he's like you don't actually stretch uh, but Bryce you, you are aware that the, there is a trap door underneath the, the, the rug okay and as soon as you see Tegan you guys are, are welcome to do whatever you would like uh, and then we are going to take a break. Uh, speaking of calisthenics, it's time for my morning run. Uh, you guys <laughs> care to join me? Absolutely. I need to run and exercise. Yeah, especially Rebbies. Because yeah. we're all wearing workout clothes right now. Definitely. As long as you can get, get out of here as quick as possible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a 10-minute break, uh, and we will finish the session.
Okay, okay. Okay. I got some pretty good information off of her. So we've disabled the alarm system, mm -hmm. um, which means we can walk in the front door at night as long as you slip past the guards every hour. Yeah, there may not be guards so much anymore. I think it was more of a thing that they used to do when um, they didn't have the automaton slash golem there. We all noticed that, so that's a new thing that we have to deal with, too. Mm -hmm. I can try to distract it. I have a bunch of tinker things that can do noises or lights and stuff, and try and just basically uh, split, split, distract it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can't um, think of the word. I will say that you know that you've disabled like the alarm spell mm -hmm. uh but the doors are probably going to be locked just mm. because you know someone at the end of the day is going to shut and lock the doors physically but the alarm spell that has been cast over the doors has been eliminated by tegan i mean i have tools i have many tools i could try and lock pick it unless somebody else wants to take that i don't i actually have lock picking like i have thieves tools but mm. I mean, so, you can, so I'm you not can someone who's been in the in the slammer or associated with it, so I don't have any of that. <laughs> I think we have right. two two primary goals. One is to get into the trap door, and the other is potentially to see what's on the fourth floor in uh, homies homies uh, areas up there. Okay. So we get in. Um, I distract the automaton. Somebody investigates downstairs. Do you guys want to choose who does what? I have personal information that I need to get from being downstairs, so I'd prefer to be down there. Okay. But that's that's up to you guys. Do you need to retrieve anything, or do you just need to look in there? I imagine that I just need to look in there, but I would probably be good to go and like grab something that's down there to like prove to Abelina that I was down there. Hmm. Okay. Then I'll turn myself into a gaseous form just because if if needed, I can cast it a second time so I can rematerialize and then do a second cast. Got it. Fair. Kopesh, do you want to be lookout, I guess? I'll do it. <laughs> Kopesh feel... is like, I just don't want to be in there at all. No, at least I have it. At least until we get out, I'll just, I can just, yeah, I'm just run. I feel like uh, Alaric is going to need to look out on the fourth floor because in between base floor and fourth is going to be like a bunch of dorms. Oh, the dorms right? on the second floor, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Okay. I'll stick with Alaric. That means Ravius is with me. Yep. Well, I'll be distracting the uh, thing. I don't know its patrol route, if it goes upstairs even, but it sounds terrifying. I'll come with you. Okay. It sounds like you guys have a plan. Also, it's a mechanical thing. Ravius, couldn't, couldn't you 
I don't know, can you tinker with it? Or maybe your understanding could at least give you some advantage. I could certainly try, but it also sounds like it's got magic-y stuff, and that's not my forte. Yeah. Okay. Also, I would have to be standing still and not looking for me and attacking me. <laughs> all right. The rest of the day passes, and you all wait for nightfall. Sort of probably a little uncomfortable, although Tegan is mostly excited rather than uncomfortable, like Kopesh. <laughs> Tegan's um, like bouncing, waiting for this to happen. You skip your way across town after dark. It's not like there's a curfew or anything. There's nothing wrong with that. But you try to remain a little unseen until you arrive before the Academia and Primum. The building is a lot more intimidating at night. That black paint just sort of makes the whole tall structure fade into darkness. Um, And what's even worse is as you look, you peer into the vestibule, that entryway, you note there's no statue there anymore. If you sit and wait for a while, you see red light wash over a window from inside. And then it goes away. Occasionally, if you wait long enough, you'll see it wash over again. You wait for the guard to come and go. Uh, Kopesh's expert timing. He knows exactly when the guard will come and go. The guard comes, the guard goes, and he gives you the signal to go in. So, who wants to go first? Uh, I guess I'm going to go first, because okay. if the door is locked, I need to use the lockpick. Yep. Tegan, you run up to the vestibule door. You try the handle, it is locked. Make a sleight of hand tools check for me. I got a five. You hear the snap of a lockpick. Tegan curses under her breath and pulls another one out, looks around. Nobody saw that, right? Tries again. Can I walk up behind uh, Tegan and like put a hand on her shoulder like, look. (laughs) <laughs> Let's really focus this time. I, throw a little... I got a 22 the second time. Okay. Woo! You can add guidance from uh, Kopesh. That, was that what you were doing, Greg? Okay. Yes, that was why I was Kopesh. Okay. So with a little guidance from Kopesh, a little reassurance, uh, perhaps agitated reassurance from Kopesh <laughs> this time around. It was kind of sarcastic, too. So I was like, you can do it. Come on. Take the line. You, you hear the click of the lock and the doors swing open uh, and you slip in. It, who was all... Go- Ashley, are you going in? I mean, I will. Certainly at some point, but I was going to say while they were um, lock picking the door, mm-hmm. I wanted to do use all four of my magical tinkerings okay. to have these little items prepared and okay, we'll see if they so work. You've got four of these little distraction critters. Mm-hmm. What, what do they look like? Um, some of them, they're all very small, really, and some of them have, like, a crystal in the middle with some sort of little lighting mechanism. Some of them have, like, a weird, almost speaker-looking thing, but it's very, very small, and it's just bits and bobs and gears all tied into one. Okay, excellent. So, the party is slowly infiltrating. Tegan, you are in. And you open the door and look into that long, dark hallway, just like you saw before. There is doors on your left and right. 
and then another 20 feet in, and there's doors on the left and right again. And you know the one on the right, the second door on the right leads into the office of Astrid. Or you can continue going into the depth of the room. Now, who else is doing something? I would like to be turning myself into gas. Okay. Meanwhile, Alaric just mist, just poof, turn into smoke and gas. Well, shit, I don't think I can follow. <laughs> and what are you doing? I was going to be a lookout, but if he's gas, I don't know how to look out for him. You... So I guess I'll just look around. <laughs> just follow like... the, the little floating. Basically, yeah, I'm basically running after some, 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 some wist, some mistful wist. Uh, Alaric, what are you doing? I'm going around the outside of the building and going in the crack underneath the back door. Okay. You go in under the crack. Go, you leave Kopesh standing there with his hands in his pockets like... I recognize that I forgot to communicate anything about this, but it's too late. Kopesh just looks so... I guess I'll go in the building. Kopesh is like, fucking asshole. Are you going to go into the... Are you running around to the front to go in? He's going he's gonna to tiptoe or run as quietly as he can back to the front. Kopesh starts to do like the the angry soccer mom speed walk around the side of the building. <laughs> like do a survival as, check. Just being as quiet as possible. There's no guard. He sounds adorable. He's, he sounds adorable. Um, and uh, Tegan, you've opened the door, so you're, you're peering in. Revius, are you following Tegan? I'll follow her at least to the very corner of the room, um, but I'm mostly sticking to the darkness, looking for that red light again. Okay. Well, you peer down the long, long hallway. It's dark, and it certainly didn't feel this long when you were here dealing with people and able to walk around freely. But now you hear the soft grind of stone on stone a door swings open. Something slides into the hallway. You see the large humanoid figure looming in the darkness. You can see its stone uh, haunches, its legs and arms, sort of like boulders latched together. You hear the soft chittering of gears as it climbs its way into the hall. And that cylindrical glass head spins smoothly on top, showing that red light is just pouring like a scan just flooding over the, the, the ground, the walls, and the ceiling, and it's coming toward the two of you. What do you do? We're just in the beginning of the hall. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I will try to push T Tegan into maybe a side room. Left or right? If we have time. Uh, left. Okay. You go into the test room where the, the student was crying earlier. Uh, it's a simple rectangular room. There's like stone benches around the mm -hmm. corners with uh, little stone desks where people would take tests. And you wait and see if you get lucky. We're all waiting. <laughs> yes. I am scanning. I, I assigned a D6 to each room. Hmm. Um, you hear the, the 
the large golem sliding his way through the hallway with slight footsteps. Like, it's not so loud it would wake people up upstairs, but you can hear the stone grinding against stone. The first... Oh, he walks down to the room, peers into the vestibule. You see the, the red light shimmer underneath the doorframe. And then it moves back, and it goes into the room next to you. You hear the door open and shut. You are free to go back outside. Kopesh, you look in the front, and you just see it go into another room. And you see uh, Tegan and Revius come running out into the hallway. I will go and run up to them. Okay. I got left behind by that bastard. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't, like... He just poof. Didn't say a word. Wow, that's well. You should be used to this by now, though. I am, but it's every time it happens, it gets me madder. I'm, I'm speaking hushed tones. It's maybe just like bending down, like to listen to us, like Remy's. It's just like, just guys. You all know you don't have time. much time. <laughs> Take it. Where we go? Where do you need Where to go? Going? Uh, I, I need. Oh, I need to go to the. I don't... I don't actually know. I don't think I got the information. I mean, you would have... We can assume I, yeah, you guys we, discussed it during the... the I could okay. imagine we would have discussed it. Okay, well, I need to get... I need to go to the... I need to go to the trap door in the in the cafeteria. Okay. Great. You go ahead, Kopesh. You don't you? think you can make it all the way down the hall? Can I do a stealth check? You... You so it's it's a hundred feet or so. If you can mm. you can use the map. So if you're using a stealth check, you're at half speed. Um, okay. So you can you can make it to the door across and hide and hope that it doesn't come, or you guys could use a distraction from your tinker, or mm-hmm. uh, I just I just need something more than because you can just sprint down the hall, but you're gonna make a lot of noise if you do that. All right. Um. I can I do a can I do a stealth check and also can we get a distraction? Absolutely. Yep. If you want to direct where you want the distraction to go and be like, I need it opposite to us, you can point and I'll just chuck it. Or like in a different room. Well, I want, we're hiding. I want to hop into this room on the right mm-hmm. um, and and hide there. But also, can we get a distra- can we get the distraction in the in the, the room that we were just in, actually? Okay. So the just one just below it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to run up to Astrid's office then? Across from where you saw the... Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm going to run into Astrid's office. Excellent. Make a stealth check. All of you make a stealth check. And you've mm-hmm. left one distractor behind. Revius. Um, or in the, going into the office? Correct. You're running, 26. running halfway down the hall and then sneaking into the office. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write it here. Uh, what you got? Nothing good. Oh Jesus! Oh boy! And since I'm in armor, that's disadvantage. So that's an eleven. Sneakier than Revius, Tegan, you <laughs> like night slip out into the hallway, slink down, crack the door open, and slip in. Behind you, you hear the the clattering clack 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 <laughs> of Kopesh who then throws his back against the wall next to you in the office. And then you hear Revius, and you hear, shit, 
and then a trip and the smack of skin against stone as Revius falls on his face. The door opens, Revius. You hear stone grating on stone. Red light pours into the hallway. Bryce, what are you doing? You've just filtered in to the back of the room, but you're gas. Yeah. Um... Straight up the staircase. Wait, can okay. I see what's going on here? Yes. Yeah, you see, you you can see um, your ally on the ground. You can see the door open, red light spilling into the hallway, and you're you're flowing in, fluttering in. And you're over by the staircase, which is right in the center now. So we'll say that you've moved maybe that 40 feet or so. Damn it, it says I can't interact with any objects, but if I just wind enough to knock something over, can I just knock something over? I don't know how that works. You're giving me the ghost treatment from, like, a cheesy soap opera. Like, if I could just, if I could just (laughs) interact with my son, warn him. (laughs) If I can't, then, um, then I can't interact with anything. I'm afraid Uh, not. I don't think I, I don't think I can. Um, God damn it! Can I can I use my survival? Can I use my survival fucking corruption again to to protect her? No, no. I think we gotta let the consequences on this one fall out. All right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now, I would allow can... Re- Revius to use his corruption. Yeah, I just don't know how I would use it. It's the environment. You have to let me deal with it. But it has to be a tinker check, which you have a distraction already. Yeah, I mean, I will... I will absolutely use my corruption for this. Okay. I would... You look up the hallway, you see the mist that is your ally, Alaric, go up the stairs. It's like, see you later. (laughs) (laughs) You bite your lip. You look up and you see just this glass cylinder. The the coronet is glowing and it's just shimmering and throwing this this vindictive red light across you. As it's just about to cross you, make a check. Your D20 plus intelligence plus proficiency plus 10. Not awful. I hope not. <laughs> uh, 28. 28, yeah. That, that'll do. Well, um, I mean, the dice roll. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You close your eyes as tightly as you can. You find your hands are working on their own. You pull your utensils out, your tools. Um, you focus, and you can feel them changing their form under your hand. Something you've done many times before. You're just simply capable of doing this. That's your artificer gift. However, this time, it turns into something smooth. Uh, a spanner of sorts you've never seen before. And as you twist, you unbuckle all three distractions at your waist. And glassy hands pull up from below you and fling all three behind him. And you can hear it stop as suddenly the recordings on these blast out this sound you've never heard before. It's not the sound you put into them. It's the same voice that Alaric heard, saying, 
Oh no, I'm in this room behind you. Don't come looking for me now. And you see the thing stop and its head twists back. The light washing away from you back into the room and it goes back in. You all get up and rush back into the kitchen together. That's all I have to say. Just that. Okay. Uh, Alaric, you're up the next floor. Everything is very, very dark. You can hear the creak of beds. You can see that it's basically the same exact uh, dimensions of the downstairs, but it's just dorms. Like, there's some thin walls that probably segregate in certain manners, like some of the years, perhaps. Um, But it's just bunk beds and personal belongings and snoring. Um, And if you just keep going straight up the spiral staircase, you'll hit the offices next. In which case, same thing. Partitioned offices where all the teachers are. They probably actually have more. It's like domiciles. Like, okay, there's a study, there's an office, and there's like where they sleep and they come down to the kitchen for meals. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to go to the next song. And then you can, of course, attempt to go up another floor. However, when you reach this one, the top floor of the academia, the door, there is a door this time. Okay. I'm going to go through the cracks in the door. Okay. You filter underneath. You are now in the living quarters of Calcif, the old ancient elf, the president of this place. Uh, you're, you're just in a, a very nice foyer, um, tile floor, plants potted plants at either side of another door that leads in to his living quarters. Uh, there's a long hallway after that. It opens up. There's like a spacious kitchen on the left. There's a bedroom on the right. If you keep going, there's living quarters. There's a little office on the far end overlooking like the back courtyard. Okay. Um, can I wisp my way over to the office? Mm-hmm. Sure. You do so, and but as you're as you're heading there, you pass the bedroom. You note it's empty. You see, like the blankets are thrown to the side, and there's no one in the bed. Okay, curious and noted. You filter your way over to the office. Uh, there is an ornate, ornate, white door. It's just like oak paneling. You filter underneath the cracks. You find yourself looking at a very spacious office. It's not as well kept as you'd expect. This old man has like stacks of paper everywhere. Um, the the large, he has a very, very large ornate desk. Uh, you think it's probably locked? You could go inside of it, but it's dark. And of course, you know, you can't manipulate anything. So you're, you're sort of floating in this room. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of things to interact with, if only you could. Mm-hmm. Okay. As I look around, uh, does there seem to be like any blank wall segments or, um, I don't know. You said it was pretty messy here, so mm-hmm. I probably have to kind of look around. Yeah, um, I would say there's, there's portraits, there's bookcases, bookshelves, like scattered books, piles of books on the ground, like a pile of clothes next to the entry, um, a carpet that runs the length of the room. There's no movement in here, right? Correct. Okay. Did you say there was a balcony? Yes. Yeah, it looks over the the back end. Remember, there is a balcony around the entirety of every floor. 
Okay. Can I check the balcony first? And if that's clear, mm-hmm. materialize in the office? Yes, it is clear. So you can. Okay. All right. Uh, I will I'll look around if I, okay. if I can. Make an investigation check for me. What are you looking for in specific? Um, I, I want to get a sense for, you know, what is on the desk, uh, okay. first off. So like what, what he is actively studying or, you know, what's come to his, his, um, his table and, and of the things that are displayed, just get a sense for the character, for what's going on. Yeah. Um, things like that. Okay. 17, 17. Uh, 14, 14. Okay. Either way, um, not too shabby. You find like a lot, there's a lot of papers on the desk. There's like the financials of the building. Um, there's a bill from a laborer's guild that's actually, uh, it's marked Bowright Industries. And it looks like there's a large bill that's been paid to have uh, an excavation performed recently. Um, you note that there are some tests and like very crudely, he's written on them like, you need to study more, you are useless. Quit, give up. Um, some pretty harsh things. Um, there's like a plate of half-eaten toast that's very stale. And then finally, you go to open the drawer, but it's locked. Okay. I want to try to open that drawer. Okay. Do you have Thieves Tools proficiency? Uh, no. Okay. Wait. Then you'll have to break it. I don't it. think so. Okay. I'm gonna try to break it. Okay. How are you doing that? Can I... Is there any, like, water around here? Not that you see. You could... Probably run over to his kitchen. Probably have a water flask on you. Okay. I just want to take a little bit of water out of my water flask and put it in the lock and use a shape water cantrip to break it. Oh, wait one sec. I have to say goodbye. Okay. So uh, while Bryce is... Alaric is like pouring water out on onto the desk to shape it. We're gonna go back to you guys. You're all standing in the kitchen now. Okay, you rush over to the benches and you're standing beside the ovens in that little kitchenette area. You can see the cauldrons across the long room. Um, you see the the red light wash over the common area again, washes over the staircase, and then it disappears again, and you hear the door shut. So you know it's gone into another room to investigate another room. And you are welcome to do what you would like to here. We'll, we'll get right back to you, Alaric. But uh, the rest of you, Tegan. I'm going to throw the carpet over top of me. Okay. Uh, just in case that thing comes back. Okay. So that I have a little bit of a, a privacy. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I'm assuming the trapdoor is locked, right? Um... Yeah, yeah, you're you're gonna have to fiddle with it a little bit. Uh, I'll let you handle that. I'll turn over to uh, Revy. It's like, when did you craft those damn things? I've never seen you make anything like that. But they're they're 
tricks. They're tinker things. I, I didn't put that on it, though. That is just absolutely basic. I am not a basic bitch tinker. <laughs> yeah. Tinker pipes I up. I, I don't know that. about that. That was not my voice. Just you, keep working. Open that thing up already. Don't fail. Do you need some guidance? I whisper over. I hate yes, all of you. I hate her. all of you. Guide uh, her. What check did I do last time? Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. That's right. That's the simplest way. 19. Okay. Okay, good. But I say, if you fuck this up, I'm coming over and going to guide you. <laughs> Excellent. You just see like a mound underneath the the rug as it's like chick, 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 chick. and then when when this door opens it's like pneumatic like you can hear like air pressure escape like psh, and it slides open and as it opens up the rug is of course on top of it so now there's just this huge mound in the center of the rug as it pulls it upward <laughs> um and you're peering Guys, down as i grew <laughs> you're peering down a long <laughs> dark cellar stairwell there is fire flickering at the end I say to them, all right, come on, let's hurry up, get underneath the rug so that we can shut this door. What, a, what about the, the construct? So that and we Alaric. Can... Alaric knows where we're going. He can turn into a gas. You don't think and, he'll and be able to get us... through the trap door. And leave us behind. Now, he, he can come down and just I, open I, I, I just, I just hop in. Yeah. yeah, you guys don't really have a lot of time to be thinking about it. So you all, you all clamor in, uh, and as soon as you do, the door shuts of its own volition. Just. just so the carpet's still on top of it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Might be a little rumpled, but yeah, definitely on there. Um, okay, Alaric, back to you. You use shape water. Give me a spell attack. You are muted. Yes, yeah, you are. Okay, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I heard him, and I was like, wait, that's not, that's not his voice. Spell attack fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, you whip the water back, and it, it hits, but it, it glances to the side, and you hear a loud mm-hmm. splintering. Um, and you're gonna have to do it again. So, r- realistically, this isn't like pass fail. You are going to eventually open it. But you're making a good bit of noise. Um, okay. And you hear splintering on the second attack, and it does crack open. But it, it was definitely okay. louder than you wanted. All right. Second one was a 20. Um, but I okay. think I'll get yeah. it open. Absolutely. <laughs> Do I see. Okay. You pull the fragments of the drawer open, and within, there is a, a neat little notebook. And it seems to be Calcif's personal notebook. And you see glass orbs drawn in detail. Arcane sigils within discovered and already drawn. This one is Dream. And then you see a bisected brain with a little hollow divot. Like a melon baller took a chunk out of the middle. And then underneath, you see a name written out and circled. Zion family. 
what do you do? Um, is that everything in the notebook? Yes. Well, I mean, there's like lots of other things in there, but it, it's a personal journal spanning back, like lots of unrelated content, uh, notes on classrooms, notes on students, notes on teachers, etc. That's like the most relevant thing. You hear a voice yell up, Calcif? Was that you? I don't say anything, but I'm going to do a few quick things. I'm going to put the book back um, in the drawer. I'm going to close it. I'm going to cast an arcane lock on the drawer. <laughs> on his own drawer? Yeah. This poor man. <laughs> and... Uh, what are the other families in town? What are the names of them? Uh, there are five. One being the Bowright. The other being Fallfern. Third being Cranhurst. Um, my mind is blanking. Hang tight. That's fine. Um, you guys um, the password is... Yet. This is not one of them, though. Okay, the password is Cranhurst, and then I'm going to uh, gaseous form out the balcony and back down. Okay, you do so. You see no sign of your party, but you know about where the trapdoor is, and I'm going to skip back to them, and we're going to say that you rejoin them shortly because I don't think it will be a problem for you to get there to them. Okay. Um, All right, so everyone downstairs, you... All are huddled in the stairwell while Bryce is doing the stuff. And you're going to be coming down the stairs. Tegan, I assume you are leading? Of course. Okay. How are you doing that? Are you doing that cautiously? Or are you flippant? Do I do anything cautiously? Um, You've snuck once now. That's fair. That's how your brother uh, ended up in jail. But... Hmm... Now I'm definitely doing it for that. I didn't say I didn't say no. that. <laughs> I actually I'm actually being quiet. Uh no, I definitely I definitely think that the danger's over, so I'm gonna be as as brazen as possible here. Okay. You think the danger's over. So you're being brazen. Excellent. You walk down the stone stairwell. Now I'm gonna change uh oh that's a cool mini. Uh I gotta change this. That was just an aid. Bear with me, please. Take your time. All right. So what you see in uh, in the map is, is what's before you. I'm going to read a description for you anyway. Uh, the long stone stairs descend from the intricate metal trap door above. You hear it seal shut with a whine behind you. The thick walls and ceiling of stone and dirt become immediately oppressive in quietness and darkness alike. A row of three earthen pillars equidistant stand out with torches that flicker with fitful light. To your left, there is a row of sandbags with some unkempt bedrolls behind them. Along the southern wall, to the end of the 200-foot-long basement, there is a series of wash basins with drains in the floor. Beside them rests crates full of crystals, what looks to be coronite from here, but you're pretty far away. Across the room on the far wall, of the stairs, you descend and you make out a strangely bound mound on the floor, surrounded by chalky residue and arcane sigils. 
tables line the walls surrounding it. On one, several old skulls lie. On another, um, there seems to be some nondescript mass and a pool of some dark liquid. I'd like you all to make a perception check for me. Or actually, rather, give me your per your passive perceptions. Uh, 13. Yeah. Except for Bryce. And you said passive, right? Yes. Yeah. 12. 13. Okay. Some articles. Excellent. All right. You are standing down here. What do you do? What do you inspect first? Uh, we're going to give it just a couple rounds, Bryce, and then you're going to show up. Problem. Uh, I want to inspect the, the liquid. Okay. You run down the corridor. You pass by the, the pillars with the torches. You run past that mound on the ground that turns to be a bound corpse with its head cut open. You just run right past it, and you come to the <laughs> top at the far end at a desk, and there are skulls on the desk. And then you look over to the other one, and you see the blood. You're like, yeah, let's look at that. And you come over, <laughs> and you see that there is indeed, like, the, the nondescript mass that I mentioned. It looks to be brain matter, but it's like, well, make an investigation check for me. This is, this is weird. Uh, 19. 19. It's desiccated brain matter. It's old. Like, these people were probably mummified. Uh, oh. Um, now, I see that there's desks mm -hmm. everywhere. Are there papers on any of these desks? Um, there's some loose leaf paper where notes would be taken, but it looks like the, the notes have been taken away. Okay. I, I'm going to ask if I can do this. Sure. Could I try to, like, You're gonna do the old take a quill? Pencil yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, give me a just a generic D20 plus proficiency. Like, we're just going to say it's like a tool check of some sort. Like you're just being, what, profi what proficiency? Just plus three. Plus three? Yeah. Alright. 21. Okay. Yeah, you, you manage it. And it's it's odd because you can't make out like really fine details. There was a sketch of the marble, there was some sigils that don't really come out well. And then at the bottom, sure enough, there's a circle around a name and it says Zion family. You've literally just discovered where uh, Calcif took his notes. <laughs> oh my god. I look you've connected over at... Calcif to this place, which I think is still pretty important. I look over at the party and I'm like... I think that... Wait, are we just standing still while you did all this? And we didn't no, go you guys are, are more than welcome to do something. Okay. Just let uh... me know what you're doing. I would have gone over to that mound. Okay, yeah. You're you're standing in um an arcane sigil that's like painted out on the ground in, in white paint and chalk. And you're kneeling over this corpse, and you can tell like the head right above the eyes is cut off. And the the brain's just exposed, and there's a indeed as you peer down, um, you note there is a brown spherical piece of glass resting between the lobes of the brain. I do a quick last rites. Okay. Make uh, a ceremony. Make a religion check for me. Uh, 
apparently I must be a little bit nervous because <laughs> I, I rolled 11. Okay. Kopesh, as you're, you're looking at the corpse, you note that someone has just desecrated this thing. Just kind of brutally, too. Very, very scientifically, like they just chopped the top of the head off. They just started digging around and, and looking through this. And not only that, but clearly they've exhumed this corpse from somewhere. And as you, you give it some last rites, you can't help but sort of stutter for a second. You think you almost see the body twitch, and it throws you off as you're praying over it. That's all I'm gonna do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't really touch this thing anymore. Yeah. Um. I I was angry that we left uh, Alaric behind. We had a little argument in the little chat, so I'm <laughs> waiting at the trap door. Okay. Just to make sure if Alaric comes down uh -huh. and like can't get in, I'll open it for him. Okay. Try and help. Because I'm not distracting the thing anymore. Very good. Um it takes a little bit of time, but since Alaric is a gas cloud, he, Alaric will have to drop the gas to come down and open the door himself, but he can do so mm -hmm. without issue. Uh he, mm -hmm. he joins you. At the top of the stairs. I hear the I hear the the trap door open, mm -hmm. and I like throw my head over to make sure that like everything's okay. And then I say that's Alaric, and I'm like, oh good, somebody who knows what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, what the hell is going on down here? I found yeah. these notes, and I like raise my I raise my hand up to show this paper that I like drew on to get the to get the notes oh cool. that um that looks familiar i've seen that uh upstairs in calcif's private notebook <laughs> by the way i left a little bit of a mess up there i wasn't as clean as i would like but uh our time here is probably limited and by the way calcif wasn't there he wasn't sleeping make a perception so, check Oh god! Oh no! All of us are just just a lyric. <laughs> uh, fifteen. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> anyway, he wasn't there. Um, so he's either somewhere else in the academia or uh down here. You certainly see no sign of anyone else, other than the corpse on the ground. Maybe that's him. He was old as dirt. <laughs> Can I go to the drains mm -hmm. on the floor? Yeah. And inspect them? It looks like it's a, just a simple drainage ditch that was dug in by the laborers. Um, you can see it's just water coming from that wash basin out. It looks like they are being very careful to clean, you know, like wash up before interacting with anything, wash up afterward. Uh, mm -hmm. Other than that, you can make an investigation check, but a cursory glance gives you the feeling that you've pretty much discovered everything there is there. But behind it, there is um, a series of saws and hammers, like out on a little mm -hmm. workbench, and then there's crates, and there is 
a chunk of coronite on the ground. Hmm. I will whisper yell to the party in the room and be like, be careful what you touch. There's coronite all over the place. The crates. Hey. Are there are there anything in is there anything like in the crates besides coronite? You uh you pry one open. You come over with Revius. You pry one open. You look inside, and there's like hay put down to to soft like mat. But yeah, it's it's just like more coronite. All right. Mm. Is that what the that... Uh, the crystal shards are? Yeah, yeah. That's the, the big ground? chunk. Okay. That's the only one that's like out. It's just like on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's raw though. It's mm. not refined. Yes, which means it's poisonous, right? Ish. Over. A long, long time you gather. <laughs> Can I inspect that sigil that the corpse is on? Yeah, yeah. You, I'm not even going to call for a check. You automatically recognize that it is the one in the notes. It is Dream. Um, guys, what I'm gathering is Calcif at least is aware, if not directly doing experiments on dead bodies here of the same kind with the glass marbles and some kind of sigils inside the marbles. This one specifically is Dream. Is this the sigil on the... I should ask. Is this the sigil on the ground? Yeah, one and the same. It's the same one I saw in Calcif's notes. Hmm. Well, this isn't any dream that I would want. Can I ask if I know what Dream is? The, it's the spell dream. Okay. But do I know that spell? Um, I, I'm going to say you Google it if it's a, a spell level that you have. I'll say maybe with a check. If it's not, we're okay. going to say that uh, you need to just do a little bit of research. It's not okay. anything I'd have access to. Okay. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll need to research it, but you know it's a spell. Okay. Can I Can go I? back over to the body yeah. and uh, grab the, the glass? the glass uh, marble out of the out of the the brain because I'm going to take that back to Avelina. Absolutely. You march your way across the chamber. You lean down. Slide out the way. I'll slide out the way because I'm like, oh, I'm done. Kopesh backs away from you (laughs) as you reach your fingers out toward the desiccated lilted cross-sectioned brain. You feel your fingers dig in to the brain matter and it comes out with a lovely I'm going to be hearing that all through the night and as you pull away its arm twitches just the no. shoulder okay. guys did you did, did, did yep. yeah yep. you mean the you twitching stumbling about back there his corpse twitched. Yeah. The mouth opens behind the bandages and you hear <laughs> Coronite stricken veins pop along the arms. It reaches out for you. Roll for initiative. And this is where we will end today's session. Uh, yeah! <laughs>